Good morning. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to week 16 of the NFL season. And we're going to take a look back at a bunch of playoff-implicated games here. But before we get started, I hope everyone had a fantastic Christmas, a Merry Christmas, and looking forward to a new year with my good friend Connor as well, man. Uh, how was your Christmas, man? How was your holiday weekend? Yeah, Christmas was good. Um, spent time with the family, got some uh, got some good gifts, was able to give some good gifts, and uh, nice. it's always a good time spending uh, spending that quality time with the family. Yeah, it is. It is a great time of the year. I enjoy it, you know, a ton. And uh, we got a cup of Joe here. Uh, it, we have to. It has to be stated that. We have some coffee rocking with us. Good. It's an earlier morning for me. I don't. I usually get up around you know like this time, but I got I got to be ready prepared this time now. So we're uh, we're up and going. As we there is just so much to talk about now in, in this this season this week. Uh, that's going to make for some interesting interesting storylines coming up. So I think we just jump right into it, man. We're going to touch on a lot of things and uh, just get rolling. Let's go. Let's go Jags Jets real quick. We'll go Jags Jets. One of the earlier one o'clock window games. And for me, the the Jags ended up winning nineteen to three. Nothing special once again from the New York Jets offense, as we haven't seen in a while. Well, at least without Mike White, we'll say that uh, Zach Wilson just looks bad, man. And Trevor Lawrence continues to impress me. They're right now at the top of that division at seven and eight the uh, Jaguars, and they can make a push to win that division over the Tennessee Titans, who lost to Houston this past weekend. And now, as a, if you're a Jets fan, you're at the bottom of your division, and you went from the up looking out and, you know, having that caliber of defense carry you for a long, long time. Now it's starting not to carry you anymore. Your offense is going to have to do something, and I'd be a little bit nervous, and I'm a Jets fan. Oh yeah, definitely nervous. Uh, I mean, you you touched on it. The beginning of the year for them was was so good. Uh, the defense was playing so well, and it was it was carrying them to wins. Um, but I mean, you gave up 19 points to Jacksonville, who's a really hot offensive team right now. That should be enough to win you the game. So the defense is still doing what they need to do, but you're just not getting anything offensively. Um, the Zach Wilson debacle continues to be a story. It was the story, um, and it really shouldn't have been because Jacksonville just continues to win now, and they're now vaulting themselves into a playoff spot. Um, you know, going into these last two weeks of the year. But, yeah, the Zach Wilson, you know, bad play just continues, and I think we might have seen the last of him in a Jets jersey if Mike White can go this Sunday. Um, I really just don't see how you can start him at this point. It's it's just been that bad. Um, and I, I do feel bad for Jets fans because this, se- this season really was flipped around on them these last couple of weeks. They were in a really good spot just a couple of weeks ago. Yep, yep, um, yep. So definitely, definitely a little heartbreaking for Jets fans. But the Jaguars, they just continue to roll. Yeah, the Jaguars look really good, man. That's um, something now we've said a few weeks in a row where they've really continued to look hot offensively and they've done their job defensively. They had a great upset against Dallas the week before. So they're cooking. Uh, Dougie P's got the guys going. And I, I'm really impressed with how they've managed to go kind of through the the roller coaster ride that they decided to go on this season where no one really expected them to they expect them to you know compete this season but they've looked pretty good for a seven and eight team they started off pretty slow uh didn't think it was going to get there didn't think trevor lawrence had anything in the tank and all of a sudden man they've been good and uh it, it's been really impressive to watch really fun again a fun team to watch so um but yeah i think the jets so I, I don't think zach wilson's going to find himself a starting nfl job over again which is uh it, it's it's tough but you know what man don't say you'd have nothing to do wrong with it with a a loss when you put up three yards of offense in the yep. second half, and that's where you play. You lose your team. You're completely just you completely separate yourself from the fans, the team, the owners, everybody, and they don't want anything to do with you anymore. Simple as yep. that. So interesting, interesting, interesting. So the Jets, unfortunately, are there's one spot up for grabs in that AFC one wild card spot up for grabs in that AFC playoff picture. And they are very much so on the latter half of those in the hunt teams, uh, which again, is tough to see, but that's what it is, man. The jets are going to jet and I feel bad because they had a good season this year and it was, it's tough, but moving on Lions, Panthers, Lions could do nothing. Lions did nothing right defensively. I've been, I've been hyping up the defense saying that they've been playing a lot better and they've looked a lot better. All, all around, uh, and they've been playing like a team, a team that's hungry. 
They go into Carolina, and, I mean, they just get throttled by the run game. They, they get absolutely just at 285 yards on the ground between the two running backs of Foreman and Chubbard. I mean, you got to figure something out. You you can't let these guys have 12, 13 yards on the ground per carry against you in the NFL. You're never going to win. They get up 37 points to a Carolina offense that's not special, even though Sam Darnold has looked better for that Carolina team. He's been very decent. It's been good for them. But to me, man, this is just a letdown for Lions fans. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. This is a letdown. I mean, and Carolina's been playing a little bit better. But the way that Detroit was playing, you came into this game and this 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 had to be a win, uh, especially with Green Bay, you know, being able to pull out a win. And, you know, now you have a three-way tie for, um, you know, that 7-8 and eight record right behind Washington, who's 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. That was a win that that would have put you, you know, right on the cusp. I mean, you would have you would have been you would have been the eight seed right now. Uh, you would have been able to kick Washington with their loss. And uh, I mean, like you said, I mean, Steve, Steve Wilkes has Carolina running the football really well the last couple yes. of weeks, but this was this was just so exaggerated. They couldn't stop them. It, w- it was a real punch in the mouth for the Lions, who had been playing so well, and a little bit of a shocker, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely a shocker. I didn't expect this at all. I uh, I knew. That was going to be the Lions, you know, or not the Lions, the Carolina Forte to just run the rock against this team because that's been their weakness the entire year has been stopping the run, even though they have, again, they've been better as of late. But you have a glaring weakness that's going to show up again. It's always coming back, and they come back to bite them this game. And I, I just didn't see enough I like from this offense either. I didn't – there was there's a lot more this offense can do. I, I yeah. think Jared, Jared Goff, you know, he played a statistically a fine game. That's all garbage time stats. But in the first half of this game, man, there's just nothing. I, they didn't get their ground game going. Jamal Williams was non-existent for his standards. DeAndre Swift was non-existent. And this passing offense, which was supposed to be the highlight of this team now because of just how good their weapons have been lately and getting Jamison Williams back, I, I was disappointed. And uh, I think this one here definitely hurts. I don't think it kills them. I think it hurts. It's, it's a wound. They got to bounce back next week. I'm not sure who they play next week, the Lions, but they play they play the Bears. So in a division game, the Bears are uh, they're three and twelve. You know they're they're nothing too special here. But you got to take care of business against a Bears team that's gonna want to make noise to try to upset their division opponents. They're gonna want they're gonna want to try to make noise. Justin Fields is a dangerous runner, and if you're seeing running like that, Justin Fields might have a field day. So no pun intended. So. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know what it looks like next week, but you uh, you need to win that game next week. Put yourself at eight and eight, and leave it up to the last week of the division to try to fight for a spot. And uh, we'll see what happens there. As for the Carolina side, though, we'll touch on it. You touched on it before. Carolina has a chance to win the division, which is insane. If they they play the Buccaneers next week, if they take care of the Buccaneers next week, the Buccaneers will fall to seven and nine. The Carolina Panthers will jump them at seven and nine at the top of the NFC South. And I could, <laughs> I can't even believe that's a possibility right now. But it it really it very much is. And uh, I don't know what your feelings are on it, but I don't expect it to happen. But the Bucks again, they still aren't impressing me. So, do you think there's a chance Carolina is this at home by any chance? I don't have <sighs> at home. Do you think it's, there's a chance that Carolina can upset and win a division this late in the year? Yeah, it, it's hard for me to see that, and especially because, <laughs> I mean, Carolina kicked the crap out of Tampa when they played earlier this year, and that's why this game has the implications that it does. For me, I just I don't see them being able to to dominate again like that. Um, no. Obviously, Tampa just continues to not impress, but I think these last two games for Tampa Bay, especially this one, it's it, it, it's going to be pride. This is, this is a pride game for Tampa. I mean, you obviously haven't played well. You haven't shown – you know, that you, you know, are a viable playoff team, but you have a chance to get into the playoffs with Tom Brady. I think it's a pride game. You got smacked around earlier in the year when when, when you played Carolina. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening, um, but Carolina is playing really good football right now. I mean, they're, 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 they're having, you know, great success running the football with those, with those two running backs. And like you said, Sam Darnold has been solid for that. He hasn't, he hasn't put them in harm's way. Um, Tampa hasn't looked good. So I, would it really, really shock me? I don't know. But just the fact that they that Carolina won, you know, the game against them early in the year, I just don't know if I see, you know, the Panthers winning two games, uh, right, 
sweeping against Tampa yeah. with Tom Brady. Yeah. So I, I agree. Uh, Tom, this is Tom Brady's time to really step up and beat Tom Brady, and he's done it the past couple of weeks. They've found a ways to win the Buccaneers. So I uh, I expect the Buccaneers to win that game as well. I just think it's interesting that uh, they're just in this spot. And, then you know, I mean, I guess kudos to them throughout all the quarterback changes and all the nonsense that they're in the spot to, to at least compete for a division title. Oh, and it, by the way, it's in Tampa. So I just looked at it in Tampa. So that's tough. But uh, we'll move on. Eagles, bir- uh, sorry, Birds and the Boys. This one hurts inside a little bit, okay? There's a lot of emotions. I have the excuse book wide open. I have all the yep. excuses ready to go. So, in this game, Gardner Minshew obviously started this game. They ended up losing 34-40 to 40, um, late. Their defense was not able to put to put away a 3rd and 30 late in this game, which I hate to bring up, but a 3rd and 30 cannot be converted in the NFL at any standards, uh, no matter who. I don't care what team it is against what defense. That can't happen, and it happened. That's one of the biggest things in this game that everyone's going to talk about it, so I'm going to get this point out of the way quickly. Third and 30, the Eagles are without their top two safeties right now. They don't have Reed Blankenship in the game. They also don't have C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who's been a Pro Bowl caliber safety yep. for them so far this season. They have Josiah Scott and Kevon Wallace. Kevon Wallace, Clemson guy, third-round pick back a couple of years back. He's solid in Clemson. He's come to NFL. He has not started the game in the NFL other than last week when he had literally no other choice but to start a game. So this, for me, your safeties got waxed, and you saw your passing defense get torched in this game. Uh, a lot of big plays over the top by CeeDee Lamb. Uh, you saw a lot of the um, bootlegs, and, you know, Zach was getting out of the pocket, getting to Jake Ferguson and the tight ends a little bit in this game. And it was tough to watch it. But I watched this third and 30. T.Y. Hilton runs a go route, straight go route. Dar- Darius Slay is running up, the, you know, right behind him, running up the field, playing it fine. Their safety, I think it was Josiah Scott, coming out behind, basically from an angle behind Darius Slay to make this tackle. In the NFL, you're safety. You don't let anything over your head. You're as deep as the, you're as deep as the defense, whatever the way, whatever the words are. You're as deep as the play gives you, and you're not playing far back. You're playing more to cut off a runner and make a big hit, and it backfires on you is just not how you play a third and 30 football. That's bad. That's just bad football, and I think that's the biggest takeaway in this game. Apart from everything else that happened, there's a 74 points in this game, but you in that third and 30, you're up seven. You may as well close the game out because they end up scoring um, after that as well, uh, the, the Cowboys and giving them a chance just to rejuvenate the fans, the fans and rejuvenate the offense. And it was, uh, so that, that play, it was just ugly and I hated it. And, uh, I, you know, that, just get ahead, man. I, I'll, I'll talk. I'll yell about it in a minute. Oh man. I'll yell about for it. Me, for me, uh, if, um, this, this, this to me screams Eagles, uh, in a good way. It does, to be huh? honest with you. Yeah, and I'll give you a couple reasons why. Number one, obviously, it's Gardner Mitchell. It's the backup quarterback. You were still able to put up 34 points, you know, against that Dallas defense who was, at the, at the beginning of the year, one of the best defenses of football, and they're really starting to have some, you know, some weaknesses here. So that's number one. Number two, you turn the ball over four times, and you still only lost by six. So, you know, you cleaned up. You, you get rid of those four turnovers with the backup quarterback. You know, that that that's another thing. And the biggest thing for me was – after the early interception by Dak Prescott, watching this game, that was one of the best games I've seen Dak Prescott play. He was pristine what? after that interception, the whole game. Do we think Dak is going to be able to do that on a consistent basis? No. We know we know who Dak Prescott is. He obviously got up for this game. He threw the early interception, and after that, he was he looked great to me. Um, so with all those three things put together, the Eagles weren't going to win this game. And there's a lot of things you know that they can clean up. Obviously, those four turnovers, a couple of them were bad. Um, and, you know, you clean that up, maybe, you know, Jalen Hurts is out there and you see Dak kind of play more like what, you know, we're, we're used to seeing Dak play. I think th- this is a whole different game. I think, you know, this was obviously a tough atmosphere for Philadelphia. You go in with the backup quarterback, um, you know, against a Cowboys team that has the potential to bust off a 40-point game. I mean, they have they have that firepower offensively to do that, you know, from time to time. And, you know, you made a couple of mistakes Obviously, you know, you talked about the uh, the fourth and – I mean, the third and 30, which, you know, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue to talk <laughs> about, but you know that's a backbreaker. Um, but I think yeah. there were a lot of things that pointed Dallas's way in this game, and I think if you're Philadelphia, you know you didn't lose the one seed, you're not really in doubt to lose the one seed um, unless you lose the next two games, which I just don't see happening. Um, so for me, I think there's a lot of things you could take away from this game for Philadelphia, and uh, you know Minshew actually didn't look bad. So no. Minshew throw the football didn't look bad. I think there was one glaring, at least to my eyes, is his his ability to evade the pocket, escape pressure. He he's not fast. I didn't really. He's no. not quick. He's slow. So there's a lot of those times where he's running, trying to outrun the defense that you would see Jalen Hurts pick up that yard. You would yes. see Jalen Hurts pick up that, get out of that pocket and escape with his legs and get a ten, get five, ten yards, and you know maybe even pick up a short yardage third down or get a first down that I didn't see from Gardner Minshew. Um, evading the pocket wise. As throwing the football, he did look fine. He had two picks. He had a, he had a bad interception. Um, his first interception, I think, was a bad interception. Um, he, he had two picks. He fumbled. Uh, Miles Sanders also had a costly fumble late in this game as well, which you can't do when you get the ball back. That's another thing. But for the Eagles' sake, uh, I think defensively, they they stopped the run for the most part. Uh, Zeke had 55 yards on the ground. Tony Pollard was limited to 19 yards. There was nothing yep. there defensively on the ground that. Um, impressed me on the Dallas side. I think the Eagles did a really good job shutting that down. But again, it's just it's just the passing defense. Lamb, excuse me, C. Lamb, one twenty two touchdowns. I mean, you can't. It's tough. You have no one really. I mean, one on one, you can put Darius Slay on, but you have no no help over top right now. And you definitely saw it. Uh, as for the Eagles' offense, though, in total, other than just Gardner Minshew, I think uh, Devontae Smith once again is starting to show how good this kid really is. He's made some incredible catches. His last couple of days, his sideline side footwork is, is excellent, and I, I love to see him uh, keep going. Um, A.J. Brown was fine in this game as well. Uh, I wanted to see more Dallas Goddard in this game. I'm surprised we didn't. But all in all, man, I think, um, you know, you said it, four, four turnovers. It's a six-point loss in Dallas week 16. You know, a lot of a lot of factors going into this game that were on against the Eagles in this game. And they played really well for, for those yeah. Um, for those factors that were out there and played to them, that were dealt to them. So I think they'll bounce back next week. I, once, I'm i going to say this once again. I don't want to see Jalen Hurts next week. I think Gardner Minshew can do fine against the Saints, the Saints defense. I really think you rest him, get this thing locked up next week, sit him again if you have to. And just, you know, you don't have to force anything. The moment you force a play out there to go, oh, let's go lock up the once. Let's make sure we get our – no, no. Play the football you just played, pay up the turnovers like you said, and you'll win that game just fine. So I uh, I, I hope that happens this week because uh, I don't think the Saints are very scary, even though they technically have a chance to make the playoffs also, which is incredible. But they also own the, the Eagles also own their first-round pick, so yeah, that's interesting too. So We'll move on from that game. Uh, we'll move on from that as a whole. But I, I think that was, again, one of the best games that Duck Prescott has played, and uh, I think it's dope to know he threw eight incompletions in that game, which is um, – yeah. He- after the, after the pick, he looked pristine, and you're just you're not going to see that all the time. So I I, I think it was you know it had, that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's go uh, let's go Vikings Giants, man, for a uh, for a second. I, I know the Giants now they're in a spot where they're in a playoff spot, right? They are, or the, yeah, basically in a playoff spot right now. They are the sixth spot in the NFC uh, playoffs, and. They had a, a terrific chance to upset the Vikings once again, but somehow the Vikings continue to win these one these one possession games, man. And I don't know if these are gonna just continue to hold themselves true. I mean, they're winning them, sixty-one yarder by Greg Joseph. I'm, you know, we can flash back to Week Three, 2017 season, with Jake Elliott kicked sixty-one yarder. I had I had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there to crush the Giants' dreams early in the season. But seriously. The Giants, um, like you said, they haven't really impressed me. They played very well. Um, of Again, another good game plan in this game on how to win this game. I think Justin Jefferson just turns to be too much over and all again. The kid's insane. Uh, Kirk has been playing serviceable football the entire year. And I think the Giants, I don't know what to think of the Giants. Week 18 is going to be the Giants' playoff hopes right there. So if they beat the Eagles week 18, they probably get a spot. If they lose the next two games, they're out. So – We'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I, I liked what I saw from the Giants, and again, the Vikings just do not impress me again, even with another win. 
Yeah, you know what? To be honest with you, I totally agree with everything you said. I, I was I was a little bit uh, – I was kind of impressed with how the Giants played too. I thought the game plan was good. Um, you know, they, they tried to get Saquon involved early, and then, you know, obviously, you know, as the game went on, they, you know, they were able to, you know, get back into the game real late, um, you know, and leave it up to a 61-yard field goal. And at that point, you know, it's in, it, it, it's in, the, it's in the football god's hands. Um, yeah. So I thought the Giants did play, you know, a really solid football game. They were able to keep themselves in the game. Um, you know, obviously against a really good team in the Minnesota Vikings, at least record-wise. Once again, like you said, we have, a, you know, a Minnesota Vikings game where, you know, it comes down to the final seconds. I mean, how many times are they going to do this to us, man? Yeah, I, I, think, they, I think they just said it. They keep winning them. They keep getting the, getting the wins. But it's like, man, at some point I need a dominant win. Bro. I think I, yep. I, this might be, this was going to be the week, and they haven't done it. So I'm sorry. Keep going. No, it's all right. I, I mean, I totally agree. I mean – they, they, I, I agree. They, I think they do need, you know, these, these last two weeks have to have a win that's, you know, a little bit more, you know, dominating and, you know, something that, you know, in the fourth quarter, it's, you know, it's not coming, it's not coming down. It's to the not last coming down to this now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they did get another win and, you know, if you're a Vikings fan, you just have to continue to take the wins because, you know, wins are hard to come by in the NFL. So, I mean, yeah, they're, no, um, you know, they now sit in 12 and three and no matter, you know, what reason that they're at 12 and three for, they're 12 and three. So, uh-huh. Yeah, they're twelve and three. I, Justin Jefferson, a buck thirty-three to touchdown. T.J. Hawkinson has continued to be an incredible move to help this offense continue to push forward. I, I, I still hate that the Detroit let this guy go early in his career. With the, how now seeing it that this team is in position to make a playoff spot, and they get rid of a player like him, where they could use a bailout middle of the field guy for. Jared Goff. So that still stings as a Lions fan. I'm still hurting. Uh, but he's been incredible for them since he's come over, and I, I think that can't go unnoticed. Um, that's helping them keep the chains moving and keeping getting these Ws when it might not look so bright for them in certain spots. But you're right, man. You, you take the wins, and they have a game next week against the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers are going to be hungry, man. Yep. They're going to be hungry. Aaron Rodgers is going to come for revenge, and I would not be surprised if Green Bay makes that a fight. Uh, Aaron Rodgers won't go down with that one, so we'll see that game. I think, uh, again, the, the defense for Vikings was a little bit better in this game. Uh, I don't think it was great. It, it was better, but the Giants still have any firepower, so kind of letting up 80, 90 yards to Giants receivers is still hurting them inside. Like That's still a lot of yardage for those guys to uh, compile, but We'll, uh, we'll we'll see what it looks like in Green Bay next week, which should be a fun one. And a lot of, I love the division games late. I know this is every year, but I just oh, love yeah. the division games late in the year. It, it makes for a fun storyline, no matter no matter where you are in the in you know in the playoff picture. It's always just fun. I mean, pe- people just get the narratives out and just start getting the red carpet out for these guys, and they just go out to battle. And I love it. I just I just love it. Uh, real quick, uh, Bills Bears. Bills take care of business. Incredible. Uh, I think early in the se- early again, we saw the same. I, just, I don't know why we talk about this, but we saw the same Josh Allen problems early, where he didn't look so hot. But in the second half, they just shut down the Bears completely, um, took care of business there, and they've solidified themselves as it's still the top three team of the AFC. Which I remember last week, you mentioned that what, what was your, what was your statement last week about these these AFC juggernauts. Who was your yeah, team? Yeah, so uh, I, 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 I thought I thought the Bills were number three. Yeah, the Bills were number three. All right, that's okay. Let's move on. The Bills are number three. Uh, Texans versus the Titans. And thank you very much for keep pu- pulling it out of me to you know not let my Titans ego, whatever that is, get it the best of me, and, and you know my Texans ego. And the Texans pulled out a win against the Titans, and I honestly I, I didn't believe it. But as you're watching the game, as I'm seeing the game unfold, right, on the cellular device, I'm, I'm looking, I'm seeing the game unfold. It's the same story. It's literally the same song and dance. It's been at every – and I just – there's nothing changing for this team. And I don't know what it's going to take. Malik Willis did not throw for 100 yards in this game. Malik Willis threw two interceptions in this game. Derrick Henley ran the ball for 126 yards. They lost the game by five points. There's nothing there. The team is ugly. I don't know what they do. I think they're done for. And this has to be the nail in the coffin for this team. And something major, that might not be major, but something has to change and get some new guys in. 
someone help Mike Vrabel because he's got nothing to work with. He can't even coach. His coaching is, well, just go out there and run the ball. He can't even coach. So I don't know what your thoughts are on this Titans team, but I think they're done, and I think they have to just look into next year. I don't care about this year anymore. I know they're in a spot to possibly win the division still. I think it's done, and you have to figure it out for the future now. Yeah, I agree. I think they're done. Um, Jacksonville's playing too good at football, and without Tannehill, Malik Willis hasn't shown the ability to to go win you a game yet. Um, so I think they're done too. Uh, I think for you know we, we we talked about it the last couple of weeks. Houston's been playing some better football, and you know I I do still think that this game gets won by Tennessee if Tannehill's out there. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do with how Malik Willis played. He didn't look good. They didn't use him. You know, a ton. They they tried to go through the run game. Uh, and, you know, we've seen a couple of games, you know, from Malik Willis where, um, you know, they haven't been good so far. Um, I do think they win the game with Tannehill, but you don't have Tannehill and you don't have Tannehill for the next two games either. So to me, that just screams that they're done. Um, I don't really have any faith in them to go out and win, you know, a game or two in these next couple, especially the game against Jacksonville. Um, and, you know, hats off to Houston, man. They're able to get a win. We talk, We've been talking about how they've been playing better football and, you know, they smell blood uh, because Tennessee, you know, is banged up right now and they're not they playing good football. And, you know, they, they went out and they and they uh, they got a nice win. So good for them. Yeah, they got a nice win. I, I don't think we'll ever see many wins in the NFL where a team throw, has for 70 rushing yards, throws for 215, and <laughs> wins a game uh, where it kind of looked in the second half just one-sided, which is it's just incredible to me. I, I, uh, I don't really understand. I, I still don't understand the Tennessee team. I, uh, I think – I don't think it's Malik Willis' fault, but I, he's just not ready for the NFL right now, man. I don't think no. he's an NFL quarterback. I think we have to – you have to just – you know, you're going to push him out there. You're going to keep – you have no choice push him out there. But you got to move on, man. I, I think – I, 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 I hate giving up on players because you never know. He could he could work it out, develop an arm, develop some type of something going on, but there's just nothing to show me. I mean, you see running quarterbacks in the past where – it might not look so hot, but they develop an arm. They develop, you know, they develop more and move into maybe a good running, a good runner. Like he never had Lamar Jackson speed, never had Lamar Jackson stuff, never had Justin Fields stuff. So I, uh, again, not Malik Willis's fault. I still think right now he's NFL ready. And uh, I think ultimately that's just going to hurt them to play, to try to make a playoff. So, because uh, quarterbacks play, they win in this league. So it's all about the quarterback position. But as we move on from the, Dangerous Tennessee Titans. Let's go over and uh, let's go. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know where we can jump around to, man. We could go anywhere, to be honest. Let's do. Let's do Packers Dolphins because that was a fun game. I think that was um, early on, really fun game. I mean, there was so much scoring in this game early on. I mean, it, it was just touchdown after touchdown, seventy-yard play from Tua to whoever he threw the ball to. <laughs> I think it was Jalen uh, Waddle. Uh, so I mean. Phew. The Packers, man, and actually, I'm not going to talk about the Packers right now. I'm going to talk about the, the Dolphins. I think we have to look at something. Tua, obviously, he got the concussion, right? He's in the concussion protocol. He hurt his head. He threw three picks. The Dolphins team has not pressed me down for multiple weeks, and their offense has not carried them like it did early in the year for multiple weeks. They put up 20 in this game at home. Against Green Bay, and it, and you know, for Green Bay defense is has been fine, but it's it's multiple weeks now. Tua has not looked good, and I know he's banged up in the head. Uh, he's taken a, a toll, you know, to his his brain, whatever his entire just. There's a lot going on there health wise, and I think it's going to get looked at. But I can't look. I have to just talk about the game. Jalen Waddle, he was impressive. Other other than the one catch, he he was he had 143 yards. He was doing fine. Tyreek Hill was had 100 yards too. He was fine. I think th- those guys are always going to get their yardage. It's kind of like in the NBA, players just get their points. Like you're always going to have KD get his 25. You're always going to have LeBron yep. get his 25. You're going to get have these guys just get their own. I think that's what this is now in in Tampa in Tampa Bay or not Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, in Miami. I think this is what this is now. Players just getting theirs and. It all depends on the rest of the team. I still don't see a run game. Um, I know Raheem Mostert had a good a good week last week, uh, but no one to help Tua get through this because he 
can't do it on his own, and we've seen it now. He only had 16 completions in this game. He only threw the ball 25 times, um, which is actually less than I thought. Um, but as for the Miami Dolphins, man, they're 8-7. and seven. They're still in it, and I, I don't know how much longer they're going to be in it, man. I really don't believe that they're going to be able to hold that spot. Yeah, I mean, you t- you talked a lot about, you know, the Tua stuff, so, I you know, I'm not going to get into it. I, I do think that there there should be some consider you know some serious consideration for for the rest of this guy's career. Uh, yeah, he just you know, that's he, what I don't he, understand. I I, I don't I know mean, why they continue to throw him out there. I don't know how somebody didn't see with his history this year and would see after that hit that maybe they should check him out. I don't know. Um, I'm going to talk about Green Bay for for a second. Um, Aaron Rodgers looked pretty good. Um, and you know you see him you know starting to figure it out with this young receiving core a little bit. Um, that intercept, the interception that he threw, I thought it was PI. Uh, we could debate it. No, really, no real need to. Um, but I thought he played well. Um, and he went into, you know, he went into Miami. Um, you know, you know, and obviously they are struggling a little bit, like you said, but I thought this was a really big win for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I thought they looked, you know, pretty good defensively. Um, they had a couple balls thrown right to him, but I think, you know, in the second half, they, 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 they looked pretty good defensively and, um, I think it's a really good win for them now that you know now they're now they're right in the middle of it. Uh, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, we didn't think we were gonna uh, we were gonna be able to say that. Um, and you know, now they have a couple of division games at the end of the year. Obviously, now with Detroit losing, you know, that opens up even more of a spot from them. And you know, they're right in it now. Um, you know, Washington, um, you know, is playing Cleveland this week. So you know, if Cleveland's able to get that win, you know, Green Bay might be you know next week when we talk, Green Bay might be in a playoff spot. It's incredible. Uh, you can never doubt Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anyone, any of us really doubted Aaron Rodgers the whole year. I think it was more so Matt LaFleur in the game plan. So I remember I was I was screaming about Matt LaFleur getting fired earlier. <laughs> yeah, It was yeah, that bad, yeah. though. It was that bad. It was looking like they were, we couldn't figure anything out. And I hope it's not a little too little too late situation here with them. Um, it, it may not be because of where they are. But a win next week against Minnesota – would put the eyes back on Aaron Rodgers and take all of the NFL hype away from Minnesota Vikings immediately. Yep. Just snap of a finger. So we'll uh, we'll see what that looks like next week. I uh, I don't put it past them to win that game. Is that game at home? I don't know if that game's home. Is that in Green Bay? Yes, it is in Green Bay. It is in Green Bay. The last so, both both their last two are are in Green Bay. And that's that's some type of story you can write there for Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all in all, though, with it, I'm going to speak with the same thing again for a second. This guy, like you said, might have to shut it down. He might have to. He, I I really think you have to start thinking like football has to come second. You can't throw this yeah. guy out here anymore. You you have to you have to get this guy some rest. You have to take this guy off the field. One more of those hits, man, and it can. It, you never know. It can get really scary. For him and his health and his whole life, like you, you gotta just you gotta rest him. I think uh, Miami, it just you gotta take it on the chin, man. You can't throw a guy out there and force yourself an injury. You gotta bring your backup in and work through it and see what you can do. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I, I I feel terrible for Tua, man. He don't deserve stuff like this. You know he he should have been out there the first time they forced him again. And it's just a, it's just a poor guy, man. And uh, he's he's battling though. He's battling. You know he's trying. But it's sometimes you, you got to just say, Coach, man, I, I got it. I, he won't say it. Coach, I got it. I got it. You know, I can't think straight and take care yeah. of himself. But um, move on from that. Let's go. Uh, let's do let's, – let's talk Bengals pats, man. Just a tat. Uh, the Bengals continue to impress me. They're 11-4 now. I mean, they impress all of us, to be honest. They're 11-4. Joe Burrow had 52 pass attempts in this game. He threw two picks in this game. He threw for 375. And um, all in all, this is a close game. Uh, when they were kind of running through it in the first half, I think it was 22 nothing in the first half. It was 22 nothing in the first half. Um, their defense had some struggles. Their offense had some struggles in the second half. But I think it's a, a one of those wins we haven't seen from Cincinnati yet, and this is a win I needed to see where you hang on, like you're battling, your defense has to hang on, your offense has to put a drive together, not so to score, but get first downs late. And I think this is a gritty win and a good sign for them to push themselves into the playoffs once again, obviously, and maybe make a little bit of a run. Yeah, I mean, you had to hang on to this one. I mean, obviously the first half was really good for them, and, you know, then it started uh, – the second half wasn't wasn't as good. Uh, as you said, you had a couple of borough picks. You know, New England was able to get a little bit going offensively. 
but like you said, this is a game you have to hang out. Yeah, you, you have to hang on to. Um, they, they did exactly that. Uh, I mean, New England, you know, no matter who their quarterback is, and you know, with Bill Belichick, they're they're going to be you know in games. They're going to they're going to fight you know in some games. They're going to you know they're going to play some good football. And you know, for Cincinnati, it's not going to be your signature win at the end of the year, but it's a win that you needed. Um, you know. Still sitting at eleven and four, you you continue to keep Baltimore, you know, on your backside, and you know, not even give them a yep. chance to tie yep. the division up right now. Um, so it was definitely a big win for them, and uh, good for them to hold on. Yeah, uh, real quick, have I mentioned I don't like Mac Jones? The uh, guy multiple times is a uh, he's just a comeback. You seen yeah. the video surfacing Twitter lately? I have, yes, I have. Yeah, what? Come on, man, like. The guy, I don't like the guy's demeanor. I've never liked Mac Jones. I still think Bailey Zappi is more serviceable than this guy. And I just love saying Bailey Zappi. So I want to say it more. So I hope he's in there next week. And I'm surprised Bill Belichick sees his stuff and doesn't shut it down. I, I'm sure he sees, someone brings it up to his attention and shuts it down. Yeah. He don't stand for stuff like that. At least I don't think so. Unless he's changed. Unless Bill's going completely rogue and Bill doesn't care anymore. But we'll see. I, I just I, – I can't stand Mac Jones. And you know what? I'm – I. I whew. Like you see dirty players, man, but it's just like <laughs> I think a funny thing about this is where he, he mentioned he, he stated, uh, oh, I get hit too. Oh, sure you do. You also get protected too. You also have the yep. zebras on your side, so I don't want to hear it. So it's just funny to me. But we'll we'll, we'll move on and carry on. I just Mac Jones disgusts me. Um, but uh, I guess we have to talk. But bro, we have to talk Steelers Ra- Raiders just a tad. The Steelers are also in a playoff hunt. Very, 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 very slim because there's a spot up for grass. But there's seven, eight also, and the Steelers now for a few weeks have had somewhat of an identity defensively with T.J. Watt coming back and playing terrific football. And I know the Raiders raided up this game and should have won this game, but the Steelers, man, have been fighting now a few weeks, and they're right there, man. They're they're technically right there, and I think it's. Um, Lo and behold, something Kenny Kenny pick gets back. You're you're finding something with your receiving core a little bit. Your George Pickens has been very good for you as of late. Dante Harris has been good for you on the ground as of late. Even though in this game he was 16 for 53, 42 yards through the air though for Dante Harris. I think the Steelers team is. I'm surprised by it because I thought they were going to be dead in the water late early in this year after they had a really slow start. Um, but I, I think they've. You know they've made some noise, and since they're in, they're in that technically the jumble of teams, anything can happen. And Kenny Pickett, it's fun to watch. So, and, and next week I believe they have a, a softer week next week, or my I, I might be completely wrong. Softer week is nothing. Uh, the Ravens without. Okay, so that's gonna be a tough game. That's gonna be a close one. But yep. I don't know your thoughts on the Steelers game at all, or if you even care. But I thought. It, uh, we just had to bring it up because they're technically they've won enough games now to put themselves in consideration. Yeah, um, you know, at this point, when you play the Raiders, you know, you, you you load the box, you try to stop Josh Jacobs as much as you possibly can, and yeah. then in the pass game, you just wait, you just wait for Dark Carr to throw you the ball because he's just going to do it. He's just um, going to do it. it. It's 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 crazy to me some of the decisions that Derek Carr makes with the football and with you know like you said the Steelers are playing good defensively they they let the defense win them this game through three quarters uh, and then they just needed you know Kenny Pickett to go out and and get one at the end and he and he was able to get one of George Pickens I mean you know the rest of the game offensively for for Pittsburgh wasn't that strong either I mean you said sixteen for fifty three for Najee Kenny Pickett obviously had you know the pick. Um, you know, earlier in the game then was able to score the touchdown late. So offensively, they weren't, you know, super strong throughout the game either. But, you know, that's Steelers, that's Steelers football. I mean, play yeah. good defense, you know, yeah. even though you didn't have a ton of success on the ground, use the ground, run the football, and, you know, win the, win the game late. And, you know, that's the recipe, you know, when you have a rookie quarterback and, you know, a really good defense like Pittsburgh does. Uh, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, how they have Baltimore, you know, next week. That's a big game for Baltimore as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't imagine that, you know, anyone's going to be sitting anybody or, you know, this is going to be a good old fashioned end of the year Steelers Ravens game. Um, so I'm excited, but for, for the Raiders, it's just Derek Carr, he's going to throw you to football eventually. Yeah. And we were talking about the Raiders earlier, how their season was done. They showed a little bit of life the last few weeks, but all in all, we knew that we knew it. Like it's not that they're just, unfortunately it hasn't been sustainable all year and it's, it wasn't going to really happen. Um, like you said, Derek Carr's due for these games. And uh, he's done it early, and he's 
Don't doing it again, and hopefully doesn't cry at the podium this time, and uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll move on from them. But I just want to bring up the Steelers because I think Kenny Pickett's done a serviceable job for them uh, when he's out there, and I think that needed to be you know just to be chatted about a little bit because I like the Steelers team. I kind of enjoy watching that defense play. I um, when when lately because early in the season they were getting ran through, but I think it's exciting to see them play. But uh, a couple more games I want to chat about. Let's go real quick. Let's. I'm going to save the the uh, the Chargers game for last. It's a Monday night game anyway. But let's go Bucks Cardinals. My takeaways. I don't know my takeaways actually. I think this game for me was more just. Um, uh-huh. I mean, it was a field goal game throughout the first half until the fourth quarter. There was you know there was no offense in this game whatsoever. Uh, this is once again. I don't know if I brought this up onto here before. Um, did I ever mention about the stat of the primetime games? I don't think I ever have. So there's a, so. I'll tell you the stat. <laughs> Excuse me. There has been three primetime games. Now that's Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football. All year through 60 weeks. If you take 16, divide it by three, I believe you get something like I don't know. You get a lot that both teams have scored 20 points. Three games. Three games out of all year that both teams scored 20 points. And this game, we had neither once again in this game. In the Monday Night Football game, we didn't have any. We had one. We hit 20 once again. So I think um, if you're a betting man and you take the under in every single primetime game, you'd be up a decent amount of money just taking the under every single game. So, you know, I'm surprised that we didn't do that. We, we should have jumped on that right away. We didn't do that. But all in all, uh, Tom Brady, he, he – Tom Brady did it late again, and that's been kind of their wins. This is how they've been winning these games lately. Tom Brady's been the one to put a drive together late when they need it most. Their defense gets a, a stop, and he goes out there and wins it for them. And I think now, you know, the whole – is Tom Brady washed? Is Tom Brady not going to do it anymore? Is he, you know, he looks, he looks old. He looks like he's, he's had enough. He's got a little bit left. He's got a little bit left in there to put good drives together to win football games. And I, I think that's my only takeaway in this game. Leonard Fournette turned into Christian McCaffrey late in this game also. So, I mean, that, that's, that's something else to behold. But, uh, yeah, I, Cliff, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury's out of here next year too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my take on the Cardinals in this game is Trace McSorley's bad. That, that he's, that's he's bad. He's bad. Uh, for Tampa Bay, for Tampa Bay, you you pretty much you know you pretty you, pre, you pretty much said it. I mean, I I saw a stat that uh, Brady had like 280 yards, uh, and 210 or 220 of them were were yak. So he's not throwing the ball down the field. No. He's throwing the ball to the line, behind the line, or a yard or two in front of the line and letting his guys run, you know, run it. Property's at the point. He doesn't want to get hit. Um, He doesn't want pressure. And like you said, it really comes down to, can the Buccaneers keep the game close and give Brady the ball late? Because the only time that their offense has sustained success is in the two minute drill. I mean, it really is. If, If you could do it throughout the game, which you can't obviously, but if you, if you could do that throughout the game, I would tell Todd Bowles to do it the whole game because Brady looks really good in the two minute, and he continues to look good in the two minute. I don't know if it's because he's the one who's calling the plays. I don't know if it's because the defense I think, I can't, think you know, scheme up as much as they would want to. But they look really good in the two minute. If it's not the two minute drill and it's normal offense, they still look like crap. So I don't know yes, what to do with it. I think what it is, man, is you're playing at tempo pace, and I think Brady just he can see deep. He can depict defenses very well, and in that mode where he has to think quick, he's the best at doing it. He can see what players are what which players are making what what plays they're doing, the the coverage that's out there. He can do that very fast. And I think that plays to his strengths. So I think him just his mind helps him in those two minute drills where he can just get the ball, get up, make a call at the line, get the ball down the field and they can move. So I think the tempo offense for that team might have to be more more used, utilized. Oh whoa, whoa, what's come back? Whoa, blurriness come back has to be more utilized in uh, in that offense. I think the tempo has to be, you know, upbeat for that. I think they have to be upbeat to get this offense clicking a little bit more because I think it works. And uh, we saw it. And you say it. You said it. Two minutes rows, they do see it. And you're right. They do look better in that spot. Um, and 
yeah, that's literally it for me. I, I don't think there's anything else to talk about in this game. Just Tom Brady clutching up when he has to, the defense doing enough to give him a chance to make the, make that drive happen. So after the Chargers game, man, uh, I got to see my, my good old friend, pal, St. Nick, uh, Chris, like, uh, day after Christmas Day. And I uh, had some hopes for St. Nick to go out there and play some good football, but he um, he was awful. He looked terrible. I think uh, I still can't believe that guy beat Tom Brady, but he did. And um, I think this is just a Chargers t- win that they didn't impress me, but they just took care of a bad opponent and did what they have to do to get enough points to win the game, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Herbert didn't look very good. This was all about Austin Eckler. But, I mean, when Nick Foles is going to throw three interceptions and not even break 150 yards, you're going to win the game. It's just That's just how it's going to be. Indianapolis looked absolutely horrendous. Anybody who said Jeff Saturday was going to be able to fix them, you knew you were crazy when you said it. And, I mean, you know, the Chargers, they do get the win and they clinch. So, you know, they've really started to, you know, find, you know, find their footing here these last couple of weeks. You know, a couple of good wins. This one, obviously, you know, not one of their best, but it's a win that they needed. Now they clinch. They don't have to, you know, worry, you know, about having a fight to get in. And we're finally starting to see the Keenan Allen-Justin Herbert connection again. Uh, which I think was the biggest thing from the passing game uh, of of this game. Um, obviously, fourteen targets for Keenan Allen, uh, ten for I mean, eleven for one hundred four. So I mean, coming down the stretch, we knew going into this year that Keenan is is Herbert's guy, um, and you know he was obviously banged up for most of this year. Uh, then the last couple of weeks when he's come back, it's been you know a little bit uh, on and off with them. You know, trying to get them and you know him involved. You saw it today, and if this is how you know, it's going to continue for the Chargers. They're going to be scary because when Keenan Allen and Herbert are on, that's when we saw Herbert at, at his best. Yeah, and uh, one other thing about this this Colts team, I want to mention the Jeff Saturday thing for a second. Not really more so Jeff Saturday. Uh, well, yeah, Jeff Saturday, but people, I think the whole big thing with the Frank Reich thing is now kind of being over is, is overseen a little bit because you're seeing the Frank Reich get out the door you're, and you're like, all right, Jeff Saturday, players coach, come back in here. They're going to play for him. You know, he's going to play hard. He's a good guy to get around. He's a football guy. He's a manager of Dan Campbell, just a little bit more centered. Obviously, Dan Campbell's a nut, but it just, there's no structure at all to this offense. And that's what you look for in an NFL offense is structure. There's nothing here. And I think it's it definitely, definitely hurts them. I mean, obviously, Jonathan Taylor's not there, so that hurts them too. That's He's a ginormous piece. He does it all. But uh, the Jeff Saturday, I've seen people, you know, saying, you know, he should go back to the desk, whatever, and he, you know, maybe, maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't think he got signed a deal. He didn't get signed a deal, right? He's just an interim head coach until the season's end, yeah. So I think just here, I think they're going to, you know, he'll go back to whatever he want, likes to do. I don't think he's going to be here next year. I don't think it's really his fault. I just think the team, you know, when teams look bad, you have to make changes. And unfortunately, the team might make two changes. And I don't think it's necessarily a head coach only problem. It's not, obviously. But they need to get some other quarterback in here. And they need to get something going on offensively, get these guys more pieces, because the defense isn't terrible from Indianapolis. It's not an awful defense. And they need help. It's been a few years now they need help. And there's going to be a window for them to make a playoff push. It's literally we're living in the window, and they haven't done it. And it's the window's closing soon. It's starting to get negative three weather outside like last Friday night for them. So we need it. We need to close that window, and they need to uh, figure it out soon. But um, yeah, Keen Allen and, and Justin Herbert are the real deal. This was the rookie of the year we saw last year. So we'll keep it moving, man. I think that's uh, going to do it for our games of this of this past week, though. Am I wrong? Do we have anything else you want to hit on real quick before we move on to game picks and uh, anything else we got? Uh, I don't think so, right? We covered everything we needed to, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's move on to next week. So uh, we'll do our picks. We'll same thing, two and two. Uh, I think next week is going to be a fun one. There's lots and lots and lots of games that are going to have playoff implications, obviously. Um and you want to start up, man? You want to give me one? Because I don't know where to start. Maybe. Oh, you're going right. You're going right for the throw right away. I'm. A, I, I like dreams. Okay. I like. Uh, I like miracles. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like it in the tundra. So I'll take Green Bay over Minnesota Vikings. I like it in the tundra. 
I think that's what they call it. I hope so. The frozen tundra, yeah. The frozen tundra, that's the worst. <clears throat> All right, let's do it, man. Let's go. Man, where do we go here? This is going to be interesting. Let's do... All right. <laughs> let's go... All right, we'll do Monday Night Football. And this is a far, it's a far cry. You want to do Sunday only? Because I want to give you Bills, Bengals. That's a good one. If that's a fun one, but like, you want to do my Sunday only? Whatever you want to do. If you want to give me that, I'll get you. I'll take it. All right, Bills, Bengals. Cincy. All right, man. Uh, I got to put my money where my mouth is here. I, I think Cincy, you know, is the number two team in the AFC. And you know, you gave me slack for that last week. You gave me a little bit of slack for that. Uh, you know, just a little little while back. I think a lot of people who listen to this are probably giving me slack for it. So I got to roll with Cincinnati, man. I think they're better. Uh, I, I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Josh Allen in a late game situation. I think it's going to come yeah. down to that, um, and uh, I think I think Cincinnati's going to pull it out. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah, I got to hear for Joe Tracy. I just think Josh Allen can do it all. I mean, I, I, yeah, I haven't seen it though. It's been a while. I just yep. love Josh Allen. He's he was my uh, my hope for you know what an Eagle quarterback would be like, but it's okay. A lot of people teams yeah. quarterback be like. But, all right, give me another. Give me another. <laughs> I appreciate it. That is, is I, I'll prove me wrong because I, uh, you know, it is what it is. All right, man. And uh, throw, one, uh, throw one more at you. We'll do Steelers-Ravens on Sunday night. Oh, so I like that. I like the primetime games. I'll take the under and I'll take the Steelers. <laughs> smart man, smart man, <laughs> smart man. Taking the Steelers in, in, in Baltimore. The Steelers. Okay. Yeah. There you I'm, go. I'm I like all, it. I'm all like Eddie Pickett train, man. I'm all on the I, – I, I love Mike Tomlin as a coach. I don't like John Harbaugh as a coach. I don't think the team – um, is, is that great? Uh, I really don't. Ravens, it's been a while now. I, so we'll see. I'll give you the Steelers. I've been on the Steelers a lot, and they've been winning it for me. So I'll take them again. In a tough one. So I got to give you one more, man. I, too, man, I don't know. This is an interesting slate. An interesting slate. We got all the good ones out of the way. So now I got to I gotta pick one of these. All right. <laughs> NFC South winner. Panthers, Bucks. Uh, you know, I, I was really hoping you weren't going to give me this one. Uh, I, yeah, this is tough. We're never I, winning. I, we're I, never winning a parlay when we're giving we're giving these picks. Christ, we're never winning shit. Yeah, yeah. I really, really want to take Carolina. Oh. They've played better football the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, but I can't. I just can't. In Tampa Bay, they already lost. Uh, you know, a game of Carolina this year. <sighs> this is for the playoffs. I think Brady's going to going to give you what he's got here. Uh, I gotta take Tampa Bay, but I really want to take Carolina. But I gotta take Tampa Bay. Pull Texans, you can say, you know, I, yeah. can, start, I can start getting on you if you want. <laughs> but now I agree. I, I I tend to agree. It's just uh, I hate the. I've been off. I've been on the Buccaneers all year, just saying that they haven't been anything good. But here they are in the playoffs. Yep. So all right, cool. So we got Bucks, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. I love that. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about before we hop on out of here? Uh, that's it for me. I mean, everybody have a happy and safe new year. Uh, yeah, you know. 2023. I'm going to be 23 years old this year. Wow. Thanks for year. Oh, that's man. terrible. Oh, that's, man. I hate that. I hate all of it, <laughs> but it is what it is. So, yeah, man, you guys have a happy, safe new year. Enjoy it. Uh, 2023 is going to be a banger, hopefully. You know, always, always look good. Get the resolutions out and ready. And uh, we'll see you all next week for week 17 where the divisions may be decided and spots may be locked up. So that'll be intriguing. We'll have a lot to talk about next week. So once again, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week.